thanks for taking the time. I'm Stacey Nonamaker, and this is a Supporters Toolbox. I would guess that most of us have created for ourselves a morning routine and habits to get through those first few moments of our day. For some of us, it's getting out the door to work or getting the kids off to school. For myself, someone who struggles with those morning hours, I need that predictability to get me through the process of waking up and firing on all cylinders. In this podcast, I have talked about the importance of building those routines and creating those habits where your brain goes into automation. And for some, like me, this may be the key to getting through a day or some part of a day. But here's the problem. Routines are great, but they do not challenge new brain pathways and new neurons, which are important to brain growth or neuroplasticity. If you're only using the same pathways and same neurons because you do the same things, have the same routines, and typically work in automation most of the time, what happens? Well, as we age and if we have any damage to our brains, neurons get destroyed. And if we don't stretch our brains to create other neurons and other neural pathways to take the place of those damaged ones, we cannot optimally function. For example, if we mindfully and systematically work on building those new neural pathways and neurons, we can lessen the impact of things like dementia because we are using all our brain has to offer. Think, use it or lose it. Dr. Sanjay Gupta talks a lot about this, and he emphasizes that any change to or challenging of the brain actually builds resilience in the long run. And he says that a brain's age or deterioration doesn't have to predict our functioning. As supporters, we need to view the people we support as lifelong learners, because if we do, we are assisting to create moments that support neuroplasticity. And for some folks that we support, there may be a struggle in cognition stemming from the brain. We know that focusing on brain growth helps people recover quicker from any injury to the brain, including trauma, and helps people build their cognition. Making those new connections in the brain can make up for bad, faulty, or dysfunctional connections, and it can enhance overall memory, learning, and cognition generally. (laughs) At least that's what research is telling us. Researchers also tell us that 43% of everyday actions are done repeatedly on autopilot and not driven by active decision-making. So what can we do with that other 57% of our day to, well, let's call it exercise our brain? One, help someone find an activity that requires sustained practice of a new behavior, like, I don't know, learning an instrument or practicing a new sport or learning to use a computer to write emails. This will challenge the brain to use pathways and neurons it doesn't usually use. 
Two, encourage someone to go outside their comfort zone where they may make mistakes because those errors help to build a more agile or more nimble brain that can work optimally in all situations, both good and bad, not just those that are familiar to us. Three, create opportunities to practice mindfulness and breathing into moments. This will not only promote brain growth and change, but it also reduces stress that can stunt growth or decrease connections in the brain. Four, support someone to interact with and provide opportunities to be in enriched environments, meaning environments or something that may be novel, require focused attention, or may challenge the person. So here, think traveling and being in new places, or even making familiar environments more sensory-rich. Or how about being in places where someone can express themselves creatively or artistically? Five, physical activity and good physical fitness, dancing in particular, can prevent or slow the normal age-related neuronal death and damage to the hippocampus, which is an important part of the brain. Six, know that chronic insomnia is associated with atrophy, which is neuronal death and damage of our brain. So working on sleep hygiene is so very important. The bad news is when it comes to psychiatric disorders like anxiety or depression, things that some of the folks we support may be dealing with or managing there's a sort of negative neuroplasticity, meaning it can cause damage to the brain, encouraging unhealthy and maladaptive pathways and discouraging healthy and adaptive ones. But the good news of this is that there are some things that have shown to be helpful in working on neuroplasticity specific to anxiety and depression. Things like engaging in memory tasks and games, learning to juggle, learning to play a new instrument, learning a new language, doing yoga, engaging in mild to moderate regular exercise, doing challenging brain activities like crosswords or sudoku, or even learning a new subject, especially a large, complex subject in a short period of time. Finally, and I saved my favorite for last, is the power of music. Even habitual engagement with listening to and appreciating music can help the brain enhance its natural neuroplasticity and improve countless abilities and cognitive skills. So it's up to you to help the person you support find ways to optimize that 57% of the time working on using or losing those neural pathways and neurons that are just waiting to develop. There are so many little ways that we can capitalize on the brain's potential to be all that it can be and to serve us well. Again, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. Hoping you took one thing away that can make today a better day for the person you support. Bye now.